Vibrations Podcast, Part 5, Denkwa. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. In this week's show, the logo competition is finished. What's been going on over the last week? Books and music, an interview with Denkwa, and finally a shout out to a local Lantau business. Or is it? The competition to design a logo for Vibrations podcast based on our existing Vibe logo is now closed. With just two entrants and one of those being me, I've chosen my design as the winner. Yay! Some of you may be thinking that I'm beginning to sound more like Trump every week. And to you I'd say, bite my Twitter. So what's been happening at the shop? Last week was National Day on the 1st of October and Mid-Autumn Day on the 2nd. Vibe was open both days. In fact, we've been open every single day this year. The second was particularly busy with all ferries to Moiwo full in the morning and extras being laid on. So we sold a couple more books, vinyl and CDs than usual. I met with local historian and current affairs commentator Gordon Poon on Saturday after he'd contacted me about selling the first volume of his Hong Kong history book in the shop. It would be the first Chinese language book concession and so we're excited to sell it. We'll also offer him a platform to do a talk on the book in November. This week's shout out to a local Lantau business goes to non Lantau based blacksmith books. We're big fans of Pete Spurrier's business, which has been running since 2003. Blacksmith Books focuses on locally relevant non fiction, biography, business, culture, current affairs, food, photography, and travel. And through distributors in Asia, North America, Australia, and the UK, they present the works of our local and expat authors to a worldwide readership. In fact, we've just taken delivery of another five of their titles and through our relationship can obviously order any of the others. So we have The Tiger Hunters of Taiyo by John Secchi, which is always a good seller on Lantau. Hong Kong Volunteers in Battle, December 1941 by Evan Stewart. The Tale of Run Run Rat by Sarah Brennan and illustrated by SCMP cartoonist Harry Harrison, part of a series of 12 Chinese calendar tales. The Hong Kong Letters by Jill Shaddock, which is her memoirs from Hong Kong. And finally, The Man Who Owned All the Opium in Hong Kong by Jonathan Chamberlain. You can find out more on www.blacksmithbooks.com And now on to music. In this week's feature, we interview Denkwa. So this is how things happen in Hong Kong. And as I always say, there is only one degree of separation here. After interviewing Tom Midgley at Café Paradiso last week, he asked if I knew Denkwa. I didn't, but he went on to explain that she was Edwina's daughter, who I did know from coming to Vibe. He suggested I ask her to sing at Vibe. A few WhatsApps later, we meet, and here we are. Denkwa was born in Hong Kong to a Thai father and British mother. Having a musician as a father, music was introduced to her at a very early age, and is still a huge part of her identity. She spent a few early years in Phuket with her mother and finally moved back to Hong Kong for a better life. Dankwa, which in time means cucumber, has always been her nickname. She still speaks a bit of Cantonese and Thai. I'm sitting here at Vibe just waiting for Dankwa to come. Um, I'm a bit nervous because, well, she's a beautiful woman. Hi, good guy, what are you wearing? Well, well I, th- I thought you'd be <laughs> impressed. Yeah, 
goes all very good well wearing a suit, but it doesn't go very well with flip flops, Gary. <laughs> Oh, okay. All and right. That pirate's hat doesn't really do much of a job. Should I, should I go home and put a mermaid's outfit on? <laughs> Denkwa, welcome to Vibe. Yay! Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, so when we first met, you told me that coming back to Lantau felt like coming home. Why is that? Yeah. Well, I was born in Hong Kong. Um, I spent the first four years of my life in Thailand, but since then, since moving back at a very young age, um, I've spent my whole life here. Uh, my childhood, from what I can remember, my teenage years and early adult years. So this is basically my turf. I know every street, nook and cranny, path, tree, rock, um, <laughs> grain of sand on Lantau. <laughs> that's that's not even a, um, an exaggeration. So. That's yeah. brilliant, and it's it's so cool to have somebody, uh, you know, a jazz singer that is from Lantau. And what were you doing prior to coming back to Lantau? So I'm basically living in London, but I have worked um, in different parts of Asia over the past, I don't know, five years of my career. Now, um, currently, I, I'm based in London, but I've been spending most of this year in Bristol with my mom and my granddad, and I had to... Well, I had to renew my Hong Kong ID, to be honest, because, you know, when you have a permanent resident card, you have to use it every three years. But to be honest, I just kind of really needed a break. Uh, and so there was an opportunity to come back. And um, I've now been back for about, well, three weeks. Um, but I had to quarantine for the first 14 days, didn't I? So yeah. I feel like I've just kind of been let out of... Um, of the box and um, now it's just time to kind of explore and just really enjoy being back on Lantau to be honest back to my roots yeah so how long do you think you're going to spend uh, here in Lantau well I've extended my trip for a few more weeks um, it's quite a, a confusing time because of COVID and everything so I am due to fly back to the UK but depending on how things go and you know Hong Kong can sometimes be full of opportunities and just seeing where um, basically where, where the work is for me to be honest yeah. um, which at the moment or this year hasn't been very much but um, I'm also doing some studying. I'm studying a master's degree in songwriting in London. So I do have that to go back um, for as well. It's all a bit of a mixed juggle of decisions at the moment. But I could be here for two weeks. I could be here for three months. So, yeah. Okay. And so when I heard about you um, yeah. from Tom, I did a little bit of research. Uh -oh. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I found found you on uh, YouTube and cool. you'd done a song called Ode to Quarantine. I am young 
Time rolls by like waves sinking deep in space. The momentary glow is exactly how I know it. Frozen by the sounds, all those familiar sounds of lantern. Oh, oh my, without your warming breeze Oh, a million miles but yet your soul's in me The moon still keeps me smiling This very little island All to quarantine Though I'll stay free Washed up by the sea is where I'll be. Washed up by the sea is where I'll be. Yeah, yeah. What made you write this song? Well, I just kind of gotten off the plane from the UK and I had to spend a night at the Dorset as per the government um, testing, kind of holding place. And um, I'm very lucky that my friends Julia and Matthew have let me stay at their place in Poyo. And I guess I got, got to their place and... I was very jet lagged, but it just felt so nice to be back on Land Tower. It just, you can just feel the like, uh, the you can feel something in the air or sonically or somewhere um, in the atmosphere yeah. that you know that you're, I could close my eyes and still know I'm on Land Tower. Um, and so I, I was feeling very jet lagged at the time and kind of a bit, a bit tired, a bit wobbly, very hungry, but just looking out, onto the mountains and the kind of sea and I kind of just felt so at home and so relaxed and so I wrote this song just with ease to view I wrote it in like 10 minutes wow. <laughs> and um, it's just a short little song and I stuck it up on YouTube and um, and the works contacted me and said oh you know this is a lovely song would, would you like to, to to come back and be on our show again so it's been a great opportunity <laughs> really yeah that's what the song's about and of course, uh, the other song that you sang on uh, the works was Praying on Science, which yeah. was recorded with the Scottish Orchestra. How yes. did that come about? So, gosh, how much time have you got? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a short edited oh, version. Oh, gosh, all right. <laughs> so um, that song has been a big part of my, my journey. Um, it is a pop song, kind of a pop ballad, which I would say isn't necessarily the style that I feel my artistic identity is entirely. But let's just say I started writing the song a long time ago, but I'd finished the kind of vocal lyrics and arrangement about this time last year, a little bit less, a little bit more, sorry. And um, I wrote, wrote, wrote the song on vocals and piano and I thought it'd be really lovely to get a really nice string arrangement. So I contacted a guy called Steve Turner, just on the net, and he was on tour with JLS at the time. Okay. And um, we kind of exchanged 
um, collaboration um, just on email and so let's just fast forward I've got this really beautiful um, ballad with a lovely majestic string arrangement to it and you know like with music production even software strings can sound really really good but I was at a time of my, of my life that was a bit more established and mm. you know I had a little bit more money in the bank nothing major but I kind of thought hey how much would it be to have a like a string orchestra play on my track and we explored different options there's so many different ways you can do it there's you know it's not black and white these things there's so many different ways and there was a small window of an opportunity where the Scottish Session Orchestra via a company called Clockwork Sessions in in Glasgow contact well um, had a small window of um, free time during the tracking of a commercial for the famous grouse whiskey so, ah, wow. <laughs> so I like whiskey <laughs> I don't there's nothing to do with whiskey yeah. but I do like the famous grouse um, <laughs> anyway so I thought right okay how much time have you got they said we've got 30 minutes and that's more than enough to track one song provided that everything's written so then I kind of thought you know what let's do it um, so me and Steve trekked up to Scotland uh, to the Royal Concert Hall uh, and everything was set up the orchestra hadn't arrived yet but I had my, my sort of chance to see the room and the setup and meet the team and it was very quick um, I asked may I sing because I, I, I had a film crew I, I had a, a guy come and film um, the session and so um, so I said to them, may I sing, actually? Can I be in the video? And they said, right, <laughs> tell you what, you can do one take, but we don't really have that much time. It's too risky for you to do the whole session. So I'd done a few kind of like takes on my own, and then when the orchestra came, I, I did one take with them. It was very quick. I was very nervous. <laughs> and, you know, I look back at the video at the time, I'm such a performer, but in the video, I do feel like a deer in headlights. But you know what? That was a good reflection, a true reflection of myself on that day at that time. I wasn't trying to be anything else. Um, so it was amazing. So we'd recorded this, you know, b b beautiful single, which um, I released uh, just after the new year. And um, it's quite it's quite pertinent to kind of today's topic of science and looking for a vaccine. I did not write it with COVID in mind at all, but I have received some comments of pe people saying, "Hey, it's it's so relevant, really, to, to <laughs> yeah. today's times." Um, so yeah, that's my kind of journey with the song. I'm really proud of it. Um, moving forward, I still sort of feel I'm not quite sure where it sits in my identity, but I'm very proud of it and I've got to perform it on the works with Chris Carpio on piano. We just did this like intimate vocal piano arrangement. Um, but what can I say? It's just like a, a chapter of my life that I'm really grateful that I went for. Yeah. Okay. And if you were nervous on that song, it's definitely not apparent on the video to me anyway. People say that, job. but you Fantastic. know when you watch yourself and you're yeah. like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You spot your own errors, don't you, I yeah. suppose, on the thing. And so so that's been um, released independently then, sort of self-funded, so mm -hmm. it's not on any record label or anything as such. No, no. Um, okay. I've released it independently via CD Baby, which is like a music distribution um, channel. I know there's yeah. lots of others. And um, I just kind of thought, well, you know, I, I didn't have much of a strategy 
when I released it. It's the first thing I've ever, major thing I've released. I think that um, it's a good window to learning about the sort of business side of things. I still have plans for it, um, but currently you can listen to it or you can watch the video on YouTube, it's, it's on Spotify, Deezer, yeah. Okay, cool. So does that mean I can play it on this podcast? Of course. Brilliant. If Fantastic. You'd like to. Yeah, yeah. Well I'd like to play this one and also the uh Ode you know to Ode to Quarantine sure. as well, yeah. So sure. if we're clear to do that, fantastic. We'll put them on now. I know it's in our nature. The mere sound of the beat is true. We'd spiral up like vapor. Until the clouds rain down on you I'll feel the static rush Around my nucleus Generate so much negative And plus of this universe If you could turn back time Wouldn't that be great? Recreate your life is there anything you change? Cause if I turn back now, I'll burn down angels. And if the gods bow down, I'll pray, pray, pray on science. Pray for love. Pray, pray, pray on science. Pray for Let's look at the bigger picture Drown out the rain and wind From that comes life's elixir You define where you begin What does the story say? There's nothing set in stone So illuminate the science of the if we burn that cloud, we burn down rainbows And if the gods bow down, I'll pray, pray, pray on science Pray for love, pray, pray, pray on science
So, um, just reading your bio the other day, I saw that you'd been working at Disney on Lanta yep. at some point in time. Indeed, indeed. How did all that go? Um, so, Disney, yeah, okay. So, after I'd finished school at YMCA Hong Kong Christian College ah. in Chongqing, I went there. Um, I then did a course at Hong Kong APA in town in musical theatre, and that was kind of my first love into performing and, and singing and music, let's say. And after a year's training, um, upon my graduation show, um, Ross Jordan, who may his soul rest in peace, has passed away now, was um, the casting director at Hong Kong Disneyland. Ah, okay. Um, and so... Yeah, so Ross invited me to audition uh, for Disney, and, and I did, and I was up for a role, which I got, um, of BB, who is a kind of reporter-turned-magical char- character in a um, stage show called The Golden Mickeys. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, and um, I remember receiving the call, and it was the most amazing th- time of my life because you go from being a kid to like working uh, like a working yeah. professional and so I was at Disney for two years in in the show doing the role it's a Cantonese speaking role and yeah luckily for me I went to Poyo school um, as a child so I could still speak Cantonese and so I, I got that role and I did it for two years it was amazing um, but I guess I felt yeah I was 18 you know at the time I was mm. super young so um, I guess after that, I kind of felt like, right, you know, it's, it's, it was a great experience and it really uplifted my confidence, um, but I wanted to try other colours of music and other areas and that's when I got more into jazz and, um, you know, um, I... <laughs> I kind of hustled my way to get jazz gigs and hotels in town, not really knowing anything about jazz. But then as my love and my just natural kind of progression in the style and curiosity for the style um, increased, um, that's been predominantly my career as as a jazz singer. And I've performed in Japan, um, South Korea, in London, Hong Kong. Um, and I'm just really grateful for it. Um, but it's just very di- different to kind of where I came from. And I think that's the whole thing about me is, um, you know, your, your, your identity is, is something that I think everybody should honor and everybody should protect. But what I've always struggled with is just figuring out what my identity is really. <laughs> and there's so many different colors of music. And I think you should just try it all, eliminate the avenues, and then it, you'll naturally kind of find that place but yeah okay so yeah and finally so this Saturday you're going to come down to Vibe and do a tiny desk gig for us oh I can't wait yeah no definitely it'll be loads of fun I'm just going to bring my guitar and then maybe maybe a bit of keyboard yeah and uh, sing yeah some soulful tunes a few originals a few covers you know, um, nothing as extravagant as an orchestra, but it would just be me <laughs> on the guitar and uh, it'd be great practice more than anything. So thanks yes. for having me. I can't wait. Just you and the books. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be great. I mean, we're looking forward to it. We're having to keep it fairly low-key. We're yeah. not putting out posters everywhere like we normally would do and advertising it, but it's kind of friends and family and, and people listening to this podcast will obviously gravitate to it. Oh, I've I invited would... 150 people. You've done what? <laughs> <laughs> Denkwa's website is at www.denkwa.com. And as I mentioned, she'll be performing a tiny desk gig at Vibe on Saturday at 2pm.
Thanks for listening to the fifth Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.